this is Jamie Andelin, and you are listening to my podcast, Your Turn on Desire. I used to have very little desire for sex. This became an issue in my marriage. It was the only thing we were arguing about. So I learned how to stop avoiding sex, and I learned how to look forward to it and enjoy it instead. And this improved my marriage and my personal life more than I could even imagine it would. So then I helped hundreds of women in my coaching business ditch the low desire struggle. And now I'm sharing the secrets here. Welcome. It's Sunday evening. Julie and Jason lay in bed with their backs to each other. Julie knows that it's been way too long since they have connected sexually, but she just can't seem to get herself in the mood. She thinks she should just go ahead and try to have sex, but she is also tired of engaging in sex that she doesn't really want. She feels guilty either way, and Jason feels rejected and lost, and she can feel this. They are only inches apart in bed, yet they feel they are on different planets. On the other side of the world, it's Monday morning, and Doris is rushing to get her kids off to school. She is tired from staying up so late, arguing about sex with her husband the night before. He has been feeling rejected lately and initiated the we aren't having enough sex talk. He thinks that if he doesn't initiate this talk, that Doris will forget about sex. He thinks if he doesn't say anything, then sex will never happen. But Doris hasn't forgotten about sex. In fact, she has sex on her mind all the time and never forgets. She worries about sex all the time, and the talk makes her feel heartbroken. These are just two examples of what couples are going through. As another week begins, a new batch of stories like these unfold. I know because I am a mentor for women struggling with low sexual desire. I'm known for helping married women make their sex lives fun and simple. Not basic, not boring, not average, just simple, easy, enjoyable, peaceful. I don't buy into the nonsense that if sex is a source of struggle in your marriage, that something is wrong with you. I know that sexual desire isn't something that just happens to you. I don't agree that pressuring yourself to have more obligation sex is going to fix the lack of libido a lot of women are experiencing. There's no just have sex with your husband so he can be happy sort of advice given from me. I know the heartbrokenness that is going on when sex is a source of confusion and frustration in a marriage because I have been through it myself. I also know that making our sex and intimate lives better simply means we are deciding that we won't block or resist love anymore. Deciding to make our sex lives better means that we are unavailable for resisting love. We are not available for blocking love in our lives. And in order to stop resisting and blocking love, there are certain qualities you will want to be developing in order to make your sex life way better. And I'm going to share those qualities with you in this episode. But I have a confession to make. I am not perfect at these qualities. 
I don't possess each one perfectly. I wasn't born with these qualities and neither was my husband and my clients weren't either. These are qualities that are like muscles that can be worked out and strengthened with practice. Becoming aware of these muscles slash qualities makes all the difference because then we know what to work on. Also, when I'm on a consultation with people who want to work with me privately, male or female, I'm looking for people who possess a version of these qualities and possess a willingness to develop these qualities. I'm listening to them and getting to know them and watching for if they possess a part of these qualities and if they are willing to focus their attention on these qualities. After doing the work myself and continuing to be an example of practicing the work, I have personally helped hundreds of women who are ready to ditch the struggle with low desire and experience peace in their sex lives with their spouses and also with their own sexuality. And I've gathered a list of qualities that each successful, (laughs) I can't say successful without saying sex sexful. So each successful person possesses these qualities. So let's go. Let's talk about them. There are nine qualities that I have found that each sexually successful person has and is willing to work on strengthening. And again, they aren't perfect at them, but they are aware of them and are intentionally working on them. The first quality is curiosity. Non-judgmentally exploring ourselves, experiences, and feelings more deeply so we can see things more clearly is curiosity. Notice this isn't an avoidance of negative or uncomfortable feelings. It's a feeling of curiosity about anything you're experiencing. You don't need to avoid uncomfortable feelings to heal and to move forward and to make your sex life better. In fact, when something is ready to heal and to be let go and to be moved through, it will come up and it will most likely feel uncomfortable. Example, you could feel sad, resistant, disappointed, angry, and this is a sign that you are ready to heal this part of you. Our feelings are messengers that teach us and our emotions are just a mixture of energy, chemicals, and hormones that are ready to flow and move through. Having a sense of curiosity about all of this is much needed if you want to be able to move through and make your sex life better. If you're not going to have curiosity and you just want to resist and you don't even want to look at the uncomfortable parts of you, then you will not be ready to do this work. The second quality goes along with curiosity, but it needs to be separate for a reason. Non-judgment towards your spouse and yourself. It's, a, it's similar to curiosity, but it's a little different. Non-judgment means holding space for your spouse's emotions and thoughts, sexual and non-sexual. Your intimate life is the place to bring all the pieces of ourselves, not just the pretty ones. And if you're unwilling to do this, then this work is not for you. So if your spouse is wanting to share how they feel then and you feel really defensive and you want to correct them and you want to argue and you want to defend yourself 
This is not a non-judgmental environment. This is not holding space for what your spouse is going through. If you want an example of holding space for your spouse, go to the episode about my husband where my husband's on. We It's called From Sticky Start to Happily Ever After, I think. I think it's episode three. And you can listen to how he will share how he feels and I'm able to let him just share that and not make it about me um, and vice versa. You know, my husband can hold the space for me. Like if I share something I'm feeling or going through, he has worked really hard at just letting me have my experience and not needing to make it about him. This is really good listening skills. And if we respond to our spouses with non-judgment, then what happens is they get more and more comfortable to share and to be themselves. And this is what intimacy is. If we send the message to our spouse that they can't fully be themselves or share themselves with us, then there won't be intimacy because true intimacy is being able to share yourself. And if you feel like for any reason your spouse is going to get defensive or try to protect you or something else, you know, or someone else, then you're going to feel like you can't share. And so this is really important to practice these responses. And an example of this can be really simple. I had a client once who didn't approve of her husband watching um, like rated R movies. She just thought it was inappropriate and he, she didn't want him to do that. When she would ask him questions like, what are your, what's your favorite movie? And he would respond with a movie she thought was inappropriate. Instead of just letting him share that, she would get mad at him. She'd be like, I can't believe you like that movie. You're not supposed to be watching stuff like that. That's not okay. That's wrong. And this is not having a non-judgmental um, space for your spouse. It got to the point where he just felt like he couldn't share anything with her because of how she responded to him. So having the quality of a non-judgmental attitude toward your spouse and yourself is really powerful in creating more intimacy in our lives. A lot of women say that they wish they had more emotional intimacy with their spouse, um, but he just won't open up. And if that is the case, then I would take a serious look at how you might be responding to them when they share because they might feel like they can't share. If you are someone that feels like you can't share with your spouse, take a serious look at what how you're holding on to things. Like you're probably judging yourself and so you don't want to share because you're thinking that they will judge you. You're kind of projecting that judgment onto them. An example of not holding a non-judgmental space for your spouse might be asking your spouse, you know, what do you enjoy to do sexually? And the wife may respond with, well, I just really want to be able to lay in bed naked without any expectations. And then the husband might respond with, but I, I don't mean that. I mean like sexually, like what do you want sexually? So this is not holding space for the wife to share where she's currently at because a lot of women, when they decide to 
start being their own sexual authority and starting to really explore their sexuality and want to make their sex lives better, they're going to begin with having sexual desires that aren't necessarily connected to sexual activities per se, but they're starting to explore being a sensual woman and connecting all their senses to sexuality. And this is going to bring up ideas they want to try that aren't necessarily sexual. And the problem with this, that happens with this sometimes is the husband will shut them down in their exploration because the husband is judging what the woman is exploring. She may just want to lay in bed naked and not be touched. She wants to have that freedom or that experience. And the husband may think that that's not sexual at all. It's just, you know, something that it's torture or something like that. And he may express that. And this is not holding a space for her to really explore her sexuality when she's given the space to re- explore her sexuality, she will become much more sexual. And this is how she will start to know things that bring her sexual pleasure. And then she will be able to communicate this to her spouse. But if he shuts her down or says that's not good enough or no, not that, I mean something else, like she's just going to feel shut down and she won't be feel free to express herself at where she's currently at. And if the husband isn't meeting her where she's currently at, then they're going to have a really hard time moving forward um, and making their sex lives better. And so it's important to really hold space for where someone's out, what they're feeling, what they're expressing, what they're exploring, and to not make it about you, but to just really listen to the other person and let them be where they are at with a lot of curiosity. Just be really curious, quality number one, about your judgments and be willing to open up and have a safe space for your spouse and yourself. We are going to take a little breather right here. And I want to tell you about a supplement that I've discovered that I absolutely love. If you want to go from low sexual desire to a normal, healthy sexual desire, then you may really enjoy the supplement I have discovered called Ignite Her. The blend of natural herbs and adaptogens is designed to support the production of your natural sex hormones. Our sex hormones don't just determine our sexual desire and arousal and support our reproductive systems. Our sex hormones are actually what support our nervous systems, our stress response systems, our quality of sleep, our digestion, and our emotional regulation. That's why our sexual energy is often referred to as life force energy because our sex hormones support our life force, our energy, our mood, all of our systems, and our overall wellness. When our sex hormones are naturally supported and are producing correctly, then you'll also experience an increase in your libido and you'll feel more aroused. I've been looking for 20 years for a supplement like this that actually works and doesn't have negative side effects. And I approve of this supplement. 
I have enjoyed the natural boost in my arousal, lubrication, and desire, and I have heard back from many women who have tried the supplement and they agree that they feel a very natural increase of their natural arousal. Here's what I've heard back from some of my podcast listeners after they have tried the supplement. I feel so much more in tune with my feminine energy. I feel sexier, increased libido, and sex is much hotter. Let's just say it's getting spicy in the bedroom. Feeling more of a sex drive, especially after having a baby and being in the early stages of perimenopause. Better sleep, improved sex, feeling sexy again. One podcast listener named Lacey said this, I've listened to your podcast, Obsessed. I'm totally your ideal client. I've super struggled with my sex drive and I just have this whole long story. It was so hard for me to have my doctor tell me, oh, that's just being a mom. I did all of the mind work that I knew to do and I was, it was still really hard for me. Once I started taking this supplement, all of the mind and emotional work that I learned from you became so much easier and now my sex life is so much better. So I can honestly say that if anyone is struggling with the mind-emotion work that Jamie teaches to increase desire feels too hard, the supplement helps to support that and makes it so much easier. The mind-emotional work is so important, but some people, like me, need attention in the physical area for the other work to have the most impact. I hope this helps and makes sense. So, like Lacey said, having an easy sex life requires mental, emotional, relational, and physical attention. If you're finding the emotional, mental, and relational work to be too challenging, then you may need some extra support for your sex hormones. If your sex hormones are not properly producing, then trying to increase desire will be a dead end street. There is a link in this podcast episode if you want to try out the supplement called Ignite Her. I'm so excited to hear what you think. The third quality is devotion. This means you will be giving an extra amount of resources to your sex life. You may give up things that you used to do in order to spend extra time and extra energy on your sexual relationship and intimacy. It's different for everyone, but it might look like a different work schedule. Less TV, less busyness, making time to go away with your spouse date nights, babysitters, less time with friends, less time with pets, delegation of previous responsibilities, less social media, etc. Pretty much you have to be willing to say no to some things so that you can say yes to a better sex life. The fourth quality is commitment. In sexually successful relationships, both people were willing to commit to the process. This could mean weeks devoted to a new activity until it is mastered. It could mean staying the course through a difficult conversation until you've made it to the other side. Like the study of anything, you must put in the time and prove your worthiness before you get to reap the rewards. You put in the time and you get to bathe in the rewards. Number five you both value and prioritize sex. You must have a desire for sex to be something you like and enjoy. Something that you're interested in, even if your spouse wasn't. You must believe that sex is important and worthy of spending a serious amount of time doing. That could mean 
you can you think that prioritizing a whole evening, a whole day on the weekend, spending many nights prior prioritizing your sexual relationship is important. You can see that if you don't prioritize sex, it's a problem and you want to prioritize sex and make this an important part of your life. Number six, you must be open to learning new things. The bedroom can become your lab to experiment, to take chances, to do things you haven't done before. There are many beliefs and cultural teachings that get in the way of couples allowing their sex lives to be a lab and trying new things. Which brings me to the next quality you're going to want to possess. That's number seven, sexual authority over yourself. When you have sexual authority, you aren't answering to anyone or to any institution about your sexuality and sexual decisions. You are the authority of your sexuality. When you decide to mature sexually and become your own authority, this means that instead of wondering if a certain sexual act is allowed or not, or if something is right or wrong, you're paying attention to the fruit it creates. Is the fruit good? An example of this is self-pleasuring and touching your own body with the intention to experience pleasure. Many people may think that self-pleasuring is wrong in and of itself, but someone who possesses the quality of sexual authority no longer sees self-pleasuring as good or bad and isn't worried about what other people may think or what other institutions may think. What they are more concerned with is what is the intention behind this and what this creates for the couple. For example, you might think, does self-pleasuring help me understand my own body better so I can teach my spouse what feels good to me? Is self-pleasuring a way for me to get turned on when I'm short on time so I can get so turned on that when my spouse and I are finally alone, we don't have to spend 30 minutes during foreplay before I'm turned on enough for intercourse? Does self-pleasuring create the opportunity for us to have great sex on a random Wednesday evening instead of waiting for everything to be perfect and only having sex once a month or less? Being the sexual authority in your life will make you sexually successful. If anyone else is the sexual authority in your life or you're not willing to at least be curious about who and why you give your sexual authority away, you're going to hit so many dead ends and it will take light years for your sex life to improve. The eighth quality you're going to want to possess is the ability to come together emotionally. You want to be able to contribute to the environment in your relationship being one where emotional connection happens. You must desire to come together as a couple emotionally. Without this emotional connection, sex will never improve. Our sex lives reveal to us where we are lacking the ability to be emotionally intimate. Some do not have the capacity to be emotionally intimate. So many people desire this type of relationship where they are no longer living life on separate tracks. Instead, they are sharing things with each other. They're being open and accepting of where each other are at. They're not taking their partner's bad days personally, but they're coming together emotionally just doesn't happen. It's an intentional choice. It's not something that happens out of a coincidence. 
it's the fruit of doing a lot of groundwork. Emotional intimacy takes a building of muscles that many people aren't willing to build or don't even know how. It takes a lot of focus. If you're willing to come together emotionally and do a lot of work to create the environment where a great sex life is possible, then you're ready for the work. If you're not willing to intentionally build more capacity for emotional intimacy, then you're not ready. If you're going to wait around for enough emotional connection before you allow yourself to devote time to physical intimacy, then you're not ready for the work. These two, emotional intimacy and physical intimacy, are connected, but neither of them grow if we are waiting for more of the other before we allow ourselves to dive into one. Now, this leads me quite perfectly into the ninth quality that you're going to want to possess, and it's let go of control. When you are going to become a sexually successful couple. You won't be waiting for enough physical intimacy, including sex, before you let yourself open up emotionally. And you won't be waiting for enough emotional intimacy or connection before you allow yourself to open up physically. This is called a game of control tennis. And intimacy and control cannot be in the relationship at the same time. If you are fighting for control, then you won't experience intimacy. So what does this look like in real life? It might be the conversation of, I would want to have more sex if you were more connected to me emotionally. I don't feel very connected. And then it might be, I would want to be more connected emotionally if you wanted to have more sex or if you wanted to be more physically intimate and affectionate. This back and forth is pointless. It's just a game of control tennis. And you won't get anywhere with each other as long as you're both looking for more of the control and less intimacy. If you listen to these qualities and you thought, nope, that is not me. I do not have those qualities. Well, that is a good thing to be aware of because now you can just drop the blame from your spouse and yourself about your sex life not being great and just own it and be like, yeah, I'm not willing to have those qualities, practice those qualities, possess those qualities And so, yeah, my sex life just is not going to get better. And you should just own that and take responsibility for it and say, I'm just not willing to do the work that will make my sex life awesome. And don't sit around and be like, well, my spouse won't do the work because they don't possess these qualities. I want you to just take a look at yourself and ask yourself, are you willing to possess those qualities, to practice these qualities, to to like to really think of these qualities like muscles that you have to work out every single day. Do you have to, you know, work out every single one of these every single day? No. But you just have to be aware of them and be practicing them. And just finding a way to take one little step towards getting better at each of these qualities. 
if you listen to these and you're like, oh my gosh, I actually have been practicing those. I have those qualities. This is really good news for me. If you want a better sex life, you know, you think to yourself, well, this is good news because I am willing to exercise these muscles. I have many of these qualities and I'm willing to work on the other ones, then that's a good sign that your sex life is only going to get better. It's only going to keep improving. If you admit to yourself that you listen to these qualities and you just are like, no, I don't want sex enough to practice these qualities. That's something to be really honest with, with yourself, but also your spouse and let them know that like a better sex life is not something you're interested in. It, it is not fair to know that you're not going to work on your sex life and just let your spouse believe that you are when really the truth is you're not. You're not ever going to make sex a priority and it's not going to be important to you and everything else is more important to you. Don't waste your time, you know, trying to trick yourself or your spouse But if you see that these qualities are something that you are willing to work on and you are willing to be honest and and open and maybe share this episode with your spouse and start practicing these qualities together, then there's so much hope for you. You, your sex life will get better. It can't help but get better because as you practice these qualities, the, the rewards are just going to happen for you. And of course, it's not magically going to happen, but they will happen. Just like if you were consistent at eating healthy every day and an exercise routine, you would get healthier. You would get into better shape and you would reap those rewards. Same thing happens. If you desire a better sex life and you practice these skills and you work on them Your sex life is going to get better and you will both be able to bathe in the rewards of being at peace in your sexuality and in your sex life together. You will be able to see each other as best friends and partners who are fair and good friends to each other and also romantically in love with each other and you'll be able to go to bed at night with each other being at complete peace with who you are and what your relationship is. I promise this can happen to you. And if you want help and you want support along this journey and you listen to this episode and you realize that you have these qualities and you're willing to work on these qualities and you want help with them and you want help with your sex life, then email me at coachingwithjamie at gmail.com and let me know that you're ready for a consultation for private coaching for you or for you and your spouse. Having an amazing sex life is not a fairy tale. It is something that anyone who is willing to put in the work and take the steps can enjoy. Thanks for being here. Love, Jamie.